0: welcome back to another episode of qmo pod yes sir today in the house we got south phoenix's very own man. what's up man how you doing
1: oh well, man i'm good back at the crib chilling <laughs> you know, back yeah. home yeah, home
0: cooking nothing like home home yeah. sweet home. yeah xylan Cheatham. so serious hooper serious sure. hooper i seen that dunk Against Oregon, was it? There's multiple mm-hmm. dunks. I, I, I know, <laughs> but one <laughs> is, like, there's some plays you watch, and you got to watch it again and again. Like, it's, it's one of those, you know, kind of Jordan-esque. You went out to get the ball. The defender went over. He said, all right, bet. Boom. Just... Oh, that—that's a Hall of Fame posterizer, limitless takeoff type stuff. For sure, for you, sure. he had a dunk against uh, Argentina. Had two K badges in real life. He had a dunk oh against
2: Argentina God. with Team USA. Well you actually—I think you had two dunks, mm-hmm. but the first one was probably like the meanest dunk, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what went through your head? Like, you down just, there the ended his career <laughs> off that. Yeah,
1: I just remember it was—it was a tough game because that—that the winner of that game goes to the championship. So, I just remember Frank Mason was dribbling. It was kind of a dead play. Ran up, set the screen, and I was rolling. He hit me early in the pocket, and, like, the help side kind of slid over. But, like, he was in indecision. Like, he didn't know if he wanted to come all the way over. I took a dribble, and I was just like, at that point, like, you in the dunk zone. Like, you got to meet me at the top. So, Uh, man, it just didn't go well for bro. You just took off, like, like the IG handle. Is Is that actually a nickname given to you,
3: or is that...
1: Yeah, I actually made that in college. Uh, my roommate Shannon, he was—we uh, were like super into the Migos or whatever. And Takeoff was my favorite Migos, so uh, that was originally why I made it. And then obviously with the balance, it just kind of all went yeah. together. So I just stuck with it. Hey, rest rest in in mixed well. He was my R.P. Favorite. Takeoff, yeah, R.P. Takeoff. Yeah, RP. Facts. I ain't gonna right. lie,
2: bro. You got some dummy bounce, bro. Because I ain't gonna sure. lie, there's some dudes that are like six, nine, six, ten. They can barely get off the ground, yeah. bro. Some and you blessing. sitting up here, damn near head over the rim, like on some Vince Carter <laughs> shit. Bro, no, for real, bro. Some like, some you, did, you did More a dunk power. at San Diego State, and we're going to post a clip where he dunked from the free throw line, mm-hmm. bro. Ooh. And, like, he yeah. slowed. It was in slow-mo. And, like, all you could hear was just, I was like, damn.
3: I like watching, like, some of the clips I've seen of you, like, seeing the reaction from, like, the bench and all that. That, facts. that shit go yeah, crazy. No, facts. That's <laughs> probably the best
1: part, to be honest, just, like you watch the video over and over and like focus on somebody different each time. Like you see a little kid just <laughs> like, so oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: that shit is so fire for sure. So, so I got a question then. Mm-hmm. So you're, do you feel like, cause I connect these two things. So I want to ask you, do you feel like your upbringing and who you are is represented how you finish at the hoop?
1: Um, Definitely. Um, I say like that ferociousness, that kind of like violentness is just um, definitely uh, coincides with my upbringing. Um, I mean, it's kind of go goes back to that like dog mentality type Hell situation. Yeah. So uh, anytime I got a
0: chance to get up on that rim, man, I'm a I'm gonna make, make
1: a statement for sure every time. Gotcha. See, cause I
0: could feel that sure. when I watch it. That's, you know how you talk about the Black Air Force energy? like you saying he dunks with Black Air Force energy? <laughs> no, no, straight yeah, up.
3: Yeah. No, Right? No, that's I fuck with that, show. honestly. Like, you know, anytime he I... he wearing I, Black
0: Forces too, <laughs> man. That's what I'm saying. Hey, man. throw your Only thing I'm dunking right now is the Oreos, though. Bam, bam, ah, you know?
2: Hey, kick those, man. We call them kick those, man. Kick and kick the door. But usually when
0: you're watching hoops, there's like a play that you watch someone do And that's the beauty of instant replay. You could see how it developed. Like you had to lean back to get this ball. So you knew he was coming over. And then the way you turn, you look and I'm like, this thing is about to get murdered. I don't know what the defender was thinking. So I could feel, I'm like, Oh, big. Oh my God. Yeah. No. And,
1: and it was like a little bit of controversy with that one too. I don't even want to say bro name, but, Uh um, so he was, he was actually committed to Arizona state the year prior to going to Oregon. So, uh, it was kind of like this little, like, you know, stuff going on between the coach, and he decommitted and then committed to Oregon. So, it was a little bit of controversy already before the game. So, so, so was coach like, hey. Like, if you go back and watch it, watch Hurley. Like, watch how he reacted when I did it. Like, as soon as I dunked it, you just see Hurley, like, jump up and start, like, hyping the crowd up because <laughs> that kid was, like, it, it kind of took it personal. Like, that kid was Hell committed yeah. to me, but – he chose the
0: other side, yeah. so
1: now you gotta stay over there. You know what I mean? Stay so, over there with them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Keep that same energy over there.
0: Yeah, no, it was fire for sure. Keep that same energy. You got dunked on, son. No. For when sure. did you realize you could
1: dunk? Oh man. The first I used to, man, I used to try so much. Like
3: <laughs> I see Darvis laughing over eh, there. Yeah, Darvis no,
1: bro. I used to try literally every day. Like we hoop, hoop session done. I'm just like, hey, throw it up, put it by the rim. Like, I was doing that every day. So I remember it was the seventh grade going into eighth grade. We was at uh, the Alta Vista Rec Center on Central and uh, Southern. We were just in there hooping, whatever, get our hoop session done. And I did the same thing. I'm like, bro, just throw it up by the rim. I probably tried, like, ten times in a row or something. And then this one time, Darvis actually, he threw it up, and I put it down. Like, I dunked it, like, seventh grade summer. So we was geek, going crazy in the gym, blah, blah, blah. But I like to say, like, I could dunk seventh grade, eighth grade, but, like, I didn't start really in-game dunking till like, my first in-game real dunk was freshman year. It was a rivalry game, St. Mary's versus Brophy. That's when I went to St. Mary's. Okay. I was playing freshman. I got a steal. I was just pushing it like the crowd was already going crazy, so I was just pushing. I'm like, man, I'm about to try it, bro. And I went up and punched it like, like dunked it hard, bro. Like, and it felt like from that point on, like I was just like, bro, I could do this like every time. Set the and tone. In sophomore year, that's when I just. Crazy! And I was like dunking everything, like vertically. You know, what I mean, three
0: sixties, all kind of stuff. So sometimes it watching, journey. it's the anticipation and the buildup. Like mm-hmm. you said, you get a steal, you're coming down, you know what's coming, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. kind of get the fans and, and teammates like hyped up. You know, so th- this is about to be boom sauce. Mm-hmm. Boom sauce. That's I love, for that. Real. That's I love real. that. I love that. I remember Amari when I was young was one of my favorite players at the time because he just finished hard. I'm like, if you dunk, oh God, dunk stat, it, man. Yeah. That's dunk real it, Arizona business. Like, yeah. stat, oh, my God, bro. Dude. That pick and roll with Steve, he used to punch on people, like, for real. His rookie year, every game was at least one poster. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are we st- starting Tom Gugliotta over Amari? What's it going on? last too long. <laughs> then hell no. Nah. You want to tell us uh, how was your experience in, in growing up in South Phoenix? People that aren't connected to Phoenix, or hell, people that are on the East Valley, North Valley, or West, they might not understand or, you know, see really what South Phoenix was when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it has its ups and downs
1: like everything else, but, I mean, I love my city. I'm going to start there, but um, just kind of growing up in that South Phoenix area, I mean, it's... Uh, poverty driven um that's kind of where like the majority of the black people in the city are if you ask me um so that within itself is just like you got a bunch of people that are you know in impoverished homes and there's a lot of gangs and and the difference between i feel like south phoenix and a lot of places is like the gangs are separated by like one street so like you could be on this side of 16th street and be in the vistas and then go on this side of you and park south like then, you know what I mean? We all going to school together. You got this person, his dad did this, his dad did that. So it was just like, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was rough to say the least. Uh it was, you know, gangs, man, fights, stabbings, losing classmates, yeah. classmates turning to drugs. Right. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was rough for sure. And what's crazy about that is like I was talking to somebody today, and it was I was talking about like South Phoenix, like where I grew up, whatever they just like, man, Arizona's soft. Like, Arizona don't got no hoods. And it's just like that couldn't be furthest from the truth. Like, you you in the Tempe, Scottsdale area, so obviously you feel that way. But if you drive 20 minutes west, you coming into a whole new environment, you know what I mean, and people don't understand that. So um, it's just one of those things, man. You just have to be there. Like, you just got to be there. You got to grow up there um, to really see what it's about. But uh, it made me who I am. Like, I, I rep South Phoenix, like, proudly. Like, that's a staple of my life,
0: everything. Hey Amen, damn. That 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 represents a dichotomy of Arizona. For sure. Like Gilbert is ranked one of the safest cities in the nation. 100%. Mm-hmm. If you look at like the crime rate through police, you know, records and stuff, so, two fatalities last year. So when they had two on the same day, I think it was earlier this year, it was like, "Oh my god, blah blah." Right. You look at Phoenix, in a weekend it's about 4-6 or six bodies. Right. Like, so and they're one of the the, the worst. You're hearing gunshots highest. every day, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Oh yeah. People, like you said, you yeah, nailed that's that. Real. You lived it. Like it, It's different. You could be on the safe side 20 minutes away and not have any idea of what someone's life is like. Damn. But you
2: want to know what's crazy, bro? And, you know, like when you grow up from like those urban communities, like there's always lessons behind it. So I'm from Memphis. Sure. So, you know, I always like look like think back on my childhood, how, you know, I was a kid that, that hooped. So we would bring the hoop to the street. And like, the entire block come to my grandma's career because that's where I was staying with. And we had that whole neighborhood just flooded, just hooping to, like, 1 a.m. type shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's crazy about it is that, yeah, we didn't have much, but, like, those be low-key your best moments, bro, because oh, yeah, you being a kid, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, like
3: those environments, I'm not saying everybody, obviously, but really has, like, an output for, like, legends. Like, yeah, South sure. Phoenix definitely produced a lot. Like, for we sure. had Lolo's. Fr- Larry from Lolo. Oh, yeah, for sure. He from South Phoenix. There's a... It's a lot And you man. and you
2: build character from that, bro, because when you get there, you appreciate it. Yeah. So like I gotta my question for you is, you know, looking back on your childhood, what is like what were some exciting moments for you?
1: Exciting moments. Uh I mean it's, it's so many. Uh I can vividly remember one with uh Darvis, one that really on my career And started. Shout out to Darvis, like. man. Shout yeah, out shout to out Darvis brother, and Ozzy, man. man. Shout out my brother, man. to up, Aussie, man. man. We ain't here, south any stand up. But anyways, like we uh, went to South Point, which is on like Central and Baseline, uh, closer towards Dobbins, and this was like the middle school that like all the like Kyrene, all the other like public middle schools. Like when people got kicked out of there, South is where South Point is where they went. It was a charter school. Ooh,
2: so actually, me and Q actually went up there to talk to the kids. Yeah, yeah no,
1: South nobody. Point is like yeah. when I was coming up, that was like, bro. Like you going to school with all kids who got kicked out of everywhere else. So yeah. <laughs> that within itself was an experience. But um like I had just started playing basketball. I played in seventh grade, but I was really towards football. And then I met Darvis seventh grade. He transferred to South Point and I really just started taking basketball like super serious. So um that year we ended up winning the championship. Like these hood kids, man, we hooping and all kind of I was hooping in protégés at the time, like, going to Kmart. Ask them, I'm going to Kmart getting two for $17 protégés. Like, but we all was talented. We all, you know what I mean, it was athletic, blah, blah, blah. So, we kind of put that together. And it was it kind of, like, reminded you of, like, a gridiron gang type situation. Like, yeah. all these kids from different hoods and different environments. But, like, we found a way to get on the court and, like, figure it out and actually win a championship. So, that was like one of the major highlights of my childhood. Just like wow! Like,
3: how how were the feet feeling after winning a championship? Man, at a that championship point, bro, <laughs> and it's protégés. At that point, I had
1: all-purpose hoop shoes. Like I'm going to school. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm All going. To man, I might wear these to school. We probably play on the playground, flag football, Damn, and then no go to grip. practice. That's then crazy. don't let us have a game the next day. I'm in them same shoes. So this is at the time where it was just like, and I saw like you see kids nowadays, bro. They got. Hoop shoe, they walk in the gym with the sandals on. Take the shoes off. Put the. I wasn't on that, you know what I mean? Like we was just hood kids, like broke, trying to figure it out. Just love hoop, love sports. So,
3: so for you, what I love is you definitely have a positive outlook into how South Phoenix kind of groomed you for sure. But can you talk about some of the the difficulties and like, you know, earlier you talked about classmates dying, drugs. How do you like? What did you do to stay away from all that and not group yourself? Because it's easy to get lost in that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I say hoop saved my life like and I wish like I keep bringing him up but he was there. You know what I mean? Like that was my best friend at the time. So uh like Darvis would tell you, bro, like when he met me 7th grade like I was really gang banging. Like I really thought I was like a thug. Like I was really on that, bro. Like I I still played sports and whatever, but but I was in the streets. Like I'm really you know what I mean? Running with that bad crowd like staying out. My mom working all day like I'm getting out of school, like, you feel me, trying to so figure your out. getting. parents had no tra- idea, like, yeah, what you chasing were doing girls. Like, and my dad, like, don't get me wrong, my dad is like a super disciplinary and, like, he wouldn't go for none of it. But at the time, I'm staying with my mom, you feel me? So, while mom at work, I'm going up to Arizona Mills Mall, like, hanging out, we fighting, doing all the whatever. And then, like I said, I just really, like, I was like, I don't, this ain't, this ain't really me, you know what I mean? Like, I like this, like, it's cool being respected and blah, blah, blah. But, like, this ain't me, like, this ain't what I want to do, like, I want to be rich, I want to be fly, like, I want to, you feel me, like, I want to have something going for myself, and I didn't necessarily know if it was going to be basketball or whatever, but I just knew, like, the streets wasn't it, you feel me, so then he transferred to my school, bro, and been locked we in was in the since. gym Dang. every day, like, seven yeah. days a week, like, I'm talking about, they kicking us out the gym every night, like, we not leaving the gym for no reason, like, so that mentality, it just kind of carried with me, and I start growing. I start getting better at basketball. I start learning. AAU teams start picking me up. You know what I mean? And it was just like, man, I'm not finna. Like, these kids, bro, you look back, in 10 years, they probably going to be respectfully dead or in jail or doing something else. So I'm like, nah, I ain't really into that, bro. You know what I mean? So
3: Not falling to a statistic. Yeah,
1: I kind of shifted into that, bro. And in basketball, like, I, I tell people all the time, like, basketball really saved my life, bro, because – Ain't no telling where I would have went. Like, I had discipline. I had structure behind me. But it's nothing like, you know what I mean, that peer pressure. Like, these are the kids 100%. you going to school with every day. Like, yeah, I see mom and dad when I go home. But for that eight, ten hours a day, like, you know what I mean? So basketball definitely saved me, to bro, say the least.
2: Especially that age. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, man, it's like, damn, I'm, I'm hearing your story, bro. And I'm like, visualize, like, the same shit, bro. Because, like, <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Because. You want those, bro? Shout out to Darvish, man. That's a real friend because, yeah. like, there's so many talented people, bro. that grow up from like poverty areas that you would never hear about. Like mm. they really league bound, but they just don't have the right people around them. And like Darvish, really like, like he, you know, respectfully plays a big part of your success, man. As oh, far as sure. like veering you in the right direction for because sure. he saw the potential and like that's a that's a true friend to have around, man. Shout oh, out to him sure. for that shit. Cause that's- I know a lot of people, bro. That like. When I moved here, like, I had lost one of my close friends, and I'll never forget that shit, bro. I had just came back first from Spain, and I was home for a couple months, and, like, uh, one of my close friends, like, he was, like, he was a dog, bro. Like, that dude could hoop. Like, he was just, like, naturally gifted. Football, basketball, whatever. And, like, you know, he just got veered away. And I, I low-key, like, have regrets on it because, like, I left to go to college. So I want staying in Memphis, bro. Like, we first 48 now. So, like, Same way, bro. It's a wrap. So, but I, I low-key have regrets because when I come home and I was seeing him, he's like, yo, Tim, I'm so proud of you, bro. But, you know, I kind of, like, low-key be feeling bad because i like, what if I did this, you know what I mean, like, to be in his ear more. But, like, I was focused on my shit. So, But that's just, like, another story that we'll never hear about. So for him to, you know, get you on, on path and doing what you're doing now, man, that's... That's a testimony itself, bro. So like, we sure. got to give you props on that. Sure. So
1: I appreciate that, 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 That's
0: Shout a big thing. Arvis. Yeah, absolutely. And all the friends and homies, Aussie, yeah. too. Yeah, sure. Because that's a big thing. People sleep on that. If you're if you if you're growing up and you see that your friend has tendencies, you can either jump into the tendency just to celebrate whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to be cool, trying to be hard, gank, whatever. Or you could be like, nah, I'm taking this from you. You're not doing this. Let's go mm-hmm. over here. And a lot of friends are afraid to do that. Yeah. But they're quick to be like, man, you was over there doing this. Yeah. They're quick to judge you. And it could be your closest friends. Yeah. So for all of our friends and people that we're close to, and a way we can not regret is if we see someone doing something that's not good for them, and you have any love for that person, is that least you could do is tell them. Yeah, yeah call them out on it's it. It's right. so yeah. a lot easier said than done,
1: bro. Especially like when you consider like, let's say it's 200 kids at the school, at least 100 of them are going down this path. So it's almost easy to just, you know what I mean? Okay, like, I'm going to fit in, you know what I mean? And that's where he was so different from everybody else because he was already doing, like, the, man, everybody else going to do this, I'm going to do this, by my whether y'all coming with me or not. Like, I'm at the crib watching John Wall, Evan Turner, watching. like, he was really a basketball fanatic, and, like, I didn't have nobody like that around me, like, You know what I mean? All my brothers were older, you know what I mean? My younger brother was at the school, but he was, like, more into, like, Pokemon and all that type of stuff. So I didn't really have nobody that was, like, that focused that was, like, an example to me, you know what I mean? So uh, seeing him, but uh, it's a lot of credit to him, but also credit to me for, like, you know what I mean? Not being prideful in a sense of, like, Mm. I see somebody doing what I want to do, I see somebody doing something good, and I'm going to be a follower, like, You know what I mean? It's easy to follow the negativity or whatever, but for or it's considered for, as cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. For a period of time, like I had to be a follower and learn, like, okay, like he living this certain type of life, you feel me? So this is how I kind of want to move. So let me really like, you know what I mean? Like suck up on my pride and really like take note of this and, and change myself. So
3: were you making the decisions transferring? Because you went to like three different high schools, you right? Know. Or, or was that, like, a push from the parents So or coaching, chats that you and Darvis had? Like, how did that – because I feel like it's already not easy changing schools. And then yeah, well, while you're trying not. to figure shit out as a kid.
1: Yeah, definitely not. So, uh, eighth grade, uh, me and Darvis was, like, two of the top players in the state. Um, St. Mary's is recruiting us. Like, oh, man, like, these kids are good, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, from the hood, you hear about St. Mary's. It's like, what? Like. That was the if shit Yeah, like like, If I can get in St. Cool. Mary's, that's where that I'm going. Me. So uh, we found a way to get in St. Mary's, um, and I was, like, getting my scholarship and stuff paid for uh, through these after-school programs that I was doing in South Phoenix. Like, I don't know if y'all heard of Keys. It don't exist no more, but it was right there on 24th Street and Broadway. So they see me as, like, the next up kid. So, like, they were doing all these fundraisers and drives and stuff to produce money for my scholarship, which St. Mary's is, like, 10k a semester or something like super expensive so I was getting my, my first semester was paid for and then second semester the lady that was helping me she ended up turning to drugs like she ended up like oh,
3: damn getting
1: strung out on crack Sorry, cocaine bro, you trying like, you're
3: supposed to be helping me right like she ended up
1: like getting strung out on crack cocaine like lost everything like it was a crazy situation so uh, that next semester I was still at the school but I knew I wasn't gonna be able to pay for it so They ended up invalidating like all my credit, like half of my credits or whatever. So I didn't even get credit for the second semester uh, at uh, St. Mary's. So from that, I obviously had to transfer. So Mm -hmm. then I went to South Mountain, which my mom was already living on the south side. So um, I moved back with her and I just went to South Mountain, like whatever, went there, played, played well. Um, And then after that year, I was on this AAU team, uh, Arizona Magic with Mm -hmm. Jeff DeLaVega or whatever. Fun fact. When you was on AZ Magic, I actually was trying
2: out for that team. Yeah. Before I moved to Memphis, and I met you, we were on oh, the that's same thing. Crazy, bro. <laughs> that's a exactly. small world. back. Yeah, what a bro. small world. Yeah, bro. So. That's when you had the hot top. Yeah, oh, yeah that's <laughs> when I had the juice yeah. cut with the yeah. little. Yeah. Yeah, I knew yeah. <laughs> it. it. He was he was baby Z at the time. Yeah, bro. no. Because sure, I was
1: bro. going to Westwind Prep. That's where I went next. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So sophomore year, I go to South. Whatever. I have a good year. I start getting scholarship offers. Like I'm starting to blow up a little bit. My AAU coach took over at Westwind. So he like, bro, we finna play a national schedule. We're gonna play Finley Prep and all these big time schools, whatever. So at the time, I'm feeling like I'm a top five player in the country. Like I'm feeling like I'm I need to be playing against. I used to watch, we used to watch Andrew Wiggins and all that. I'm like, bro, I need to be playing against these guys. Like I feel like I'm that good. Like so basically I was just like, bet. Like I went, joined the Westwind prep feel me? My coach was there, and I was playing a national schedule. We actually did play Finley and all these other prep schools and JUCOs and stuff, so the competition was way better. Um, But then after that, the NCAA basically said, like, we're not accepting none of the classes y'all took there. Like, we don't believe y'all going to class. We don't believe y'all doing real work. Mind you, I That's turned in great, every assignment dude. I ever did at Westwind. Like, I had a packet, like, I turned in every assignment I ever did at Westwind, so – Basically, but NCAA the was just like, wasn't
3: accredited
1: yeah, at yeah. that. so NCAA was just like, yeah, like, like we not accepting them classes. So then I had to transfer again. So I'm like, bro, not going to no other school. My mom stay on the south side still. I'm gonna just go back to south, finish it out. I'm already, I already had at this point. I'm like thirty, forty scholarships. Like, I'm about to commit, and then I want to bring this back to my city. You feel me? Like I'm gonna leave out the way I came in type situation. So. Went back to South Mountain, ended up graduating and went on to San Diego State. But that 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 I just brought up about the class stuff, that's a whole nother story, bro. Like my senior year, I'm taking I had to make up them credits from freshman year, the half that they didn't give me. Then I had to make up that whole. So I'm basically taking two years in one, bro. You and know, that like,
2: happened to a lot of kids at Westwind, bro. Because GP, bro, it was uh, Moody. You know, Gary Payne went to yeah, Westwind, bro. Yeah, bro, and he had to go JUCO. Tony Snell. It's a yeah, lot of players
1: that yeah, went God. to Westwind, bro. Like it was like a legit powerhouse, but yeah. so, bro, like my senior year, like you know, you a senior, you done not pass all your classes. Like yeah, you, you got trying a, to too? You yeah. got electives. People getting out at one yeah, o'clock. Yeah. yeah, bro, yeah. I'm literally from eight a.m. or whatever school start to three thirty. I got all core classes, bro. Like. I'm the star of am the, the, the school. Like I'm committed to San Diego State, but I'm still taking algebra one, classes, algebra dude. two. Like, so I'm in class with all these like freshmen and stuff. They looking at me like, what the? hell? Probably what thinking he you're doing dumb. Stuff? But it's like it's bro, not even I like had that. To do that, and then on top of that, I had night school. Oof. From night school, I had two more online classes, bro. Like it was the craziest schedule at like. And you got to keep up with your hoops. And and I'm the star basketball player on the <laughs> team. I'm the best player at the school. Like. You, comm- you, you, like the only player committed, like all that, like it was like. How bro. much
3: sleep were you getting? <laughs> bro,
1: it was <laughs> bro, that was game. that was honestly like. You go through stuff as a pro. You go through stuff in life in general. But like that was honestly one of the toughest things I ever went through. And I remember telling myself like, "Bro, if I make it through this, I'm gonna take it all the way," and I did, bro. Like, I remember after my senior year, we already went through graduation. I'm still like, all the all the basketball players got to San Diego State at like, let's say like. School started August 25th, bro. I got cleared August 23rd. So Damn. that whole summer, bro, I'm taking classes, bro. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to accept my scholarship. Like, all my other freshman class, they, they already on campus. Summer workouts, all that. Like, bro, it was like, man, the most stressful time of my life, bro. No cap. Like, See, you said it earlier,
0: and I want to revisit it. There is the due diligence you paid. But sure. if you weren't on that path, There's nothing anybody could have done. They could have dragged you, do this, and you'd be like, nah. Literally. So you go, because here's the crazy thing. I was never an athlete after college, a first year in college, but I went to a boarding school in San Diego. When I came back here my senior year, I wanted to hoop. The coach was like, come hoop. I had to do the same shit. I had to take seven classes, and all my friends were like, why are you taking classes? And one of the classes was like a TA for the basketball coach. So he would be like, mom, yeah, you can go. Go hoop. Mm-hmm. So I'd go hoop and he heard the next day I dunked on some one of his starters. He's like, you hoop? I'm like, yeah. Why don't you come play? You make it over nine kids. I'm like, bro, I got seven classes. And so, so the fact that I'm thinking how you do that, right there is a the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm a basketball junkie. I love basketball. I don't think I'll ever change. And another thing you said about basketball saving you. So I actually coached Uh, starshine academy is closed now on some other stuff but it was a charter high school in phoenix off bethany and 43rd and it was a second chance for a lot of kids Mm -hmm. my best player who's 18 has two kids so when i'm coaching these guys it's not even about basketball it's about trying to get their mind off Mm -hmm. the streets Mm -hmm. one of my one of my kids walking home got stabbed at the park across the street we could literally smell the the marijuana being lit up and, and we could see the gangs sitting on the park bench. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the, the principal told me, I said, hey, I need this. I need this from from them, you know, to establish basketball. And she's like, you know, we'll try for that. Cool. But I hope, you know, your job as a head coach isn't even basketball. You know, it's to keep these kids at school. It's like so much bigger. Yeah. And some of those kids were texting me after I had to leave. They're like, hey, Coach Q, can we get shots up? And I'm like. Man, there's so, there's something so much more about the game of basketball, especially when someone has passion. Just to mm-hmm. keep them there, it's a train ride. Whether it takes you to the pros, whether it takes you out of bad mm-hmm. situations, or college, or you know, so the fact that you had that and you were determined, because that's people will sleep on it, but that's a lot of determination, young. Yeah. You know, because you could easily be like, nah, I'm so many people quit. quit room, yeah, chilling. I'm, I'm, gonna take this bro. Bro. I'm gonna hit this joint, like whatever. I'm you
1: got I'm all these you things bro. you could have done telling you bro that was man. I, to this day i don't know how i did it bro like i'm getting out of night school 5 30 practice start at six practice probably goes six to eight let's say eight i get home shower but blah, 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 i'm right back i got two more classes i gotta finish these assignments like bro it was like the most crazy situation bro like i to this day don't know how i made it through
3: so talk uh, about um go after finally finishing those classes And getting through that, you said you had about, like, 30, 40 offers, right? Mm Why would you choose San Diego State? And how was that transition after you finally graduated, finished those classes, and you're like, all right, I'm choosing San Diego State. And then even before going there, you said you didn't even realize that you broke your foot Mm -hmm. playing at the L.A. Fitness here before going over there.
1: So I committed to San Diego State, like, earlier in my senior year. So, like, once senior year started, I probably committed, like, a month in, you know what I mean? Because at that point, schools was like, bro, I'm talking about every day. This school schools like waiting outside of my classes. Like, it was like getting crazy. So, um the reason I committed to San Diego State, it really wasn't like a this is why, but it was just like my visit. Like, everything just felt so homey. San Diego wasn't too far from uh, from Arizona. Um I mean, legendary coach and Steve Fisher coached the Fab Five. Their whole staff was at San Diego State. They were coming off of a Sweet 16 performance. Like, everything just kind of made sense, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like, then you can't beat living in San Diego. Yeah. So, At that yes. time, did you
3: have offers from ASU, U of A? Too? ASU,
1: no, I didn't. I never got U of A. I had ASU. Bro, I had all the Pac-12 except U of A and UCLA. U of A and UCLA. Those are the only two Pac-12 schools I didn't have, like. I right, had New Mexico, bro. Georgetown, Miami, bro. I had, I had offers. Like, what was your so top five? I forget, bro. But I know it was New Mexico, San Diego State, Oregon. Um, ASU was in there, and Washington U Dub. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Shout, I, out, almost, to, hey, bro, shout uh-huh. out to Darvish, yeah, bro. Like, bro. he, he was that. there every step. Yeah. That's what Yo. I'm telling you. Like U Dub, I, I really like almost UW went. To, lit. No, I really almost went to U Dub. <laughs> like for real, like. He
0: said, go man. So my final
1: three was UW, uh, San Diego State, and New Mexico.
3: Were you trying to experience something different than Arizona at the time?
1: That's why what you were saying that uh that you went to Memphis or that or, yeah. or you was in Memphis and I like, had, had to leave
3: home, bro. Bro, I had
1: ASU, like I could have stayed home, blah, blah, blah. But like it was just like, bro, like I can't be here, bro. Like it's too <laughs> much going on. Like, I need to change the scenery. Like, I need to be able to get somewhere, like, away from here to where I could go back against the wall and, like, lock in, you know what I mean? So I just had to get out of Arizona, bro. Like, I knew I wasn't staying home. And it's crazy that I actually ended up coming home and finishing out. But at the time, bro, it was just like, nah, I can't do ASU for sure. So – Had to um, disconnect to come back. Had to, yeah. had, to, had to. Had
3: to. What was the second part of that question? The second part was finding out that you had a broken foot from hooping at L.A. Yeah, Fitness
1: so, – Right, so obviously I'm committed to San Diego State, doing all this. I graduated, school's out. So now it's summertime, and I'm still taking classes, though. So I'm just figuring out. I'm hooping every day at that LA Fitness on 24th. Again, go to this hoop session. Did something, end up stepping on somebody's foot. I felt my foot pop, bro. Like, I felt it pop. Like, I was crying and everything. Like, But I went home. You feel me? It was swollen up, bro. I couldn't even put a shoe on. Like, it was crazy. But I'm not I'm under the impression that it's not broke though. Like I'm like, nah, no way I Maybe broke a sprain my foot. Or something, yeah, man. I'm like, no way I broke my foot. Like whatever, whatever. So I'll give it like probably like two weeks. I just didn't like didn't go to the gym. Like I'm just like icing, like foot up, doing my classes, whatever. The swelling goes down, so I'm like, if it was broke, like there's no way. Like and I could kinda limp a little bit. So bro, I just started back hooping. You
2: started playing on
1: it? Started back hoop. Like, I'm talking about hooping. Like, I'm in the gym You're every dunking. day, bro. bro. <laughs> you was
2: dunking on a broke foot?
1: Bro, Ski, I'm
2: hooping. <laughs> like. Hey, you different, bro. No, like, I got
1: full like hoop session footage. Like My foot is completely broken, bro. Hey, imagine know. getting bust by somebody with a broke foot, bro. Oh, I'll like, be pissed. I'm so sure okay. somebody got busted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm hooping with yeah. Big Johnson, like Cam Forte, all the like, oh, big man. names that come yeah. home. Like, I'm hooping with them, but my foot is broke. Like, so... Anyways, like, I'm going through, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I'm going to get cleared. All these JUCOs start hitting me up. Like, so you Yo. hadn't even
3: been to San Diego yet?
1: No, nah, I, I went on my official visit, but that's it. Like, nah. I, I'm, I'm still
3: in Arizona, bro. Still finishing up classes.
1: Right, and all my other, it was four of us. It was me, Kevin Zabo, Trey Kale, and Malik Pope. That was our freshman class. They all on campus already, bro, taking summer classes, summer workouts, all that. So I'm at the crib. It get closer to, like, the start of school. I think, like I said, school started August 25th. It's getting close. So at this point, I'm like, bro, like I really might have to go juco like the, the NCAA is like not clearing me. Like, bro, literally, I remember August 23rd, bro. I got a, I woke up, got a call from my coach. Like, man, like, congrats, bro. Like they finally cleared you. I'm like, bro, I break out tears, whatever, whatever. So now my focus shifts from where was I about to go? What am I about to do to OK, fuck, I got to get to campus now, like. And I'm already months behind. Like, all the other freshmen's have been lifting. And so, boom, I get to campus. I ain't tell nobody about my foot. Like, I ain't, I'm like, bro, hell no. Ain't nothing stopping me from playing this year. Like, so I get to campus. We working out. Like, you feel me? The freshmen's, we all hooping, blah, blah, blah. But my first workout, like, I'm hooping still. But, like, you can see I got, like, a little bit of, like, a limp or whatever. So I tell my coach, I'm like, yo, like, I think I want to get my foot looked at before the season starts. I just want to make sure, like, nothing's, you feel me? Blah, blah, blah. Bro, the x ray comes back. My fifth metatarsal is separated. Like, bro, see, oh. like, it's like a gap in between my bone, bro. Like, the doctor didn't even understand how I was walking, let alone hooping. Like, <laughs> mind you, I'm dunking, I'm doing everything. Like, bro, so they, uh, whatever, I had a meeting with Coach Fish, whatever, after the x rays came back. They, like, yeah, bro, like, they talking about you need to get surgery, like, they gotta uh, put a pin in your foot. And it's probably going to be like a three, at least three month process, like three months of complete immobility. And then then you have an after you. three. So I'm like, OK, it's August. Our first game is coming up. Let's see. Oh, when do college basketball start? I forget. Yeah, like October, November, something like that. So I'm like, OK, that's like two months. Like I could probably be back by December, January. Like I'm doing math like that. So but my coach like, yeah, I don't know, bro. We think my red shirt you. Bro, I literally took Coach Fisher's face. Like, bro, fuck no. I'm not red-shirting. Like, you got me fucked up. Like, no. Like, I done already went through too much to get here. Like, I'm not red shirted. So, but it didn't make sense. Like, I was only going to get probably half a year. Then it was going to be hard for me to make rotation. Yeah. Our best player was a four-man at the time. He was playing my position, J.J. O'Brien. So, it was like, I mean, bro, like I'm going to come back, try to, like, crack rotation. I'm probably not going to play. So, I would have wasted a year. So, Ended up having a red shirt, bro. And then like I said, I was on a scooter like in a cast for like two, three months, bro. Like it was crazy. Did I'm they like, cast you up, bro? Did you did it go cast, in there? and put a, a, no, pin, they, a surgery. Pin. I went under the oh, needle, man. all that. Yeah,
3: someone on campus driving you in a golf cart and shit, or what? nope. No? Nope. I'm yeah, pushing through campus Damn. on a scooter, bro. Like Bro, awesome. when I was at ASU, I had a, a heel like ankle heel surgery on my left uh foot. But they gave me a whole, they said, hey, anytime you need to go from class to class, here's the number you call. They picked me up in the golf cart, dropped me off. And I air, but like, it, wasn't <laughs> con- it wasn't consistent at all, bro. Like, I,
1: I was pretty much moving on my own. Like, so even that within itself, bro, like that, going through all I went through to get there, you feel me? I'm so excited to play. Oh, everybody talking about Z, oh, the Cheatham's clear, bro. Then my foot broke. Got to sit out another year, bro. Now I'm watching Malik hooping all my freshman class they hooping get minutes um we go to parties you know what I mean like people know who I am but like he was kind of like oh he went leaking them. like they didn't really know because I wasn't playing so yeah. just going through that bro it was just man my freshman year was very eventful but looking back at it bro like that was the best thing that ever happened to me to be honest because I had a year to learn had a year to kind of figure out how things went and then I ended up getting that year back and playing at ASU so if I would have played I wouldn't have had that year, you know what I mean? So just one of those everything happened for a reason it's, type it's stories. It's
3: crazy that you mentioned that because in the moment, it fucking sucks. The worst thing ever. Yeah, you're like, oh, my life is over. It's one obstacle over another. And then, mm-hmm. like, you having to try and fight through it. Because I remember after I finished ASU, I was trying to go – obviously, it's different than sports, but I was trying to go to dental school. I was applying – Q Aussie was with me all the time every day when I was studying for that shit, that fucking exam that gets you in there. And for me, um, I had an interview, and then I got waitlisted, and basically they're like, you just got to retake that exam. And so I was like, no, bro, I'm not trying to take a year off. Kind of the same thing as you. I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make bread. I'm trying to be fly. I'm trying to to live my life. I'm sick of studying and going to school for my whole life, and now I have to delay that shit for one year. And then... So, ended up doing it. I worked. uh, I improved my score, but I still had to wait till the following school year. And then um, I ended up working that year and just being a sponge under somebody else. And then, like, when I look back now, in the moment, I hated it. But I'm like, man, honestly, that year, I took a lot to, like, mature. So, it's funny. My main message to people, you know, hearing from you and, like, my story is, like, in the moment, if something isn't going your way, yeah, that shit sucks but you're going to realize later that there was another plan for you and
0: why that didn't happen right away.
1: For sure. Yeah, sure. i a firm believer everything happened for a reason.
0: Like- I mean, there's always – it's easy when you have some bad happen, like to look at people who you're perceiving to be in a better position. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that guy's doing this, but I got this. But really when you look at the people that have it worse than you and you're thankful and you practice gratefulness, that could take you a long way, too, in determination. Because imagine if it wasn't rest. a break and it was a ligament. That's what I'm saying, yeah, bro. And Like an ACL feet, or something. Yeah, like that, or f- mm-hmm. and feet are tough.
1: Definitely could have made it worse. Yeah, Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because if I wouldn't have redshirted, bro, I would have been rushing to get back. Like, yeah. I would have been doing everything possible just to get clear to where I could play. So, and possibly re-injuring yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, knock on wood. But I pretty much forgot I even broke it. Like, bro, it's yeah. been like I let it. I had real time to let it completely heal. My bone grew right over the screw, perfectly. Like, and I still get exams for that. But it's just like, man, bro. In the moment, that
0: shit sucked. But you gotta keep your vitamin best. D, yeah, man. sufficient. Yeah, yeah. It worked man. out for the best though, for sure.
2: Humbling, humbling moments, man. Cause that, uh, I told my Achilles, bro. So I can only imagine uh, with the the foot Dang, thing, so. Man.
1: You're about to sign a <laughs> nice, yeah, bro. He said, I do to hear this. We ain't got to get into detail. Yeah, man. I was about but to say, that, that, hey,
3: next topic, bro. Yeah, no more that, injuries. That shit, that shit was a nightmare. Are bro. we talking my injuries? Here, let me listen. Yeah, God, no, no
2: more no, no, injuries, no,
3: no. We no, we're not, no, we're not going to no, injuries. talk. we're going to move past it.
0: Uh, <laughs> Son, but, I don't know how my I have knees left. <laughs> no, bro. Because
3: then we're just going to be falling, feeling sorry for each uh, other.
2: So we play at San Diego State. And then you transferred to ASU. And I remember, you know, we were talking before we, you know, went live. You say you were in a
1: different mindset. Mm-hmm. So what was that mindset? I mean, going into San Diego State, like, you got to understand, I was pretty, I was pretty sheltered. Um, I mean, I lived with my mom, but my dad was involved too. You feel me? I had grandparents. Everybody in Arizona knew me. So I was pretty much, like, sheltered to say the least. Like, people, yeah. you know what I mean, was watching over me whatever. Then I get to San Diego State and it's like, okay – Got my own little apartment. Like I say then we had, there was like these like apartment type dorms, but like you had your own individual. Like it Wait, was so like, this
2: was your first time really like just being on your own. Right. Okay, so like, that makes sense.
1: It's this young kid that she feel me been living with mom to okay, now I've jumped off the porch, I'm by myself. I'm getting scholarship check. Like I get a little, you know, after rain, I got I probably got like five, six hundred. Like you feel me, more money than I ever had. So and then it's like females everywhere, parties. <laughs> Ain't nobody telling you when you got to go to sleep, when you got to go to class, like. So at first it was just like, okay, I'm here, like this is lit, like you feel me? It's parties them there, man. They got an excuse to drink every day, bro. I didn't even drink when I first got to college either. That was crazy, but it was just like so much going on. I was trying to figure out myself, like figure out myself socially, and you know what I mean. And I was just kind of doing a lot more. So then I red shirt, played two years at San Diego State. I started. majority of every game whatever like had a pretty had a pretty good career like it wasn't just a a show um realized that this ain't really like it was a lot going on this ain't really where i need to be type situation so transfer with that transfer year i think an element that's not really talked about that obviously people who haven't really talked to me wouldn't really understand but i had i could have probably got my red shirt year back maybe like that medical year but Probably not. Like, I would have really had to fight for that year. So, when I transferred, it was basically, like, you sitting out this year and then you playing one year. And whatever happens after that, like, you got to roll with the punches. Like, if you shit the bed and don't play well, like, or get injured or something happened, like, you got to roll with the punches. Like, so, basically, it was, like, one of them, like, Fred Van Fleet, like, bet on yourself type moments. Like, and, bro, my dad, my mom, like, they was like, you're not transferring. Like, that school loves you, like. You're not transferring. you're gonna figure it out i'm like bro i'm transferring like <laughs> i'm letting y'all know this now like i already told coach like i'm not staying here like i'm gone so pulling up to asu it was just like obviously you feel me one i was in my hometown so uh, i was kind of familiar with just the state in general but i wasn't really familiar with the tempe scottsdale area like i never really been there so getting here it was more like i know like all my eggs is in one basket right now like yeah, I want to turn up, I want to have fun, I want to, you know, enjoy myself, but after this, this is it, bro, like, you feel me, whether I get drafted or whatever, like, I gotta, like, I gotta figure it out type shit, so. All or nothing. It was just like, bro, I was really in a mentality of, like, I want to win, like, I want to, like, have a great year, like, we had a great recruiting class, me, Carlton Bragg, Rob Edwards, like, we had some great transfers coming in. We had Lou Dort, which was a, he was a freshman coming in. Tayshawn Cherry, okay, freshman. Elias Volton, in freshman. Like, so I, it was like, coach was giving me the keys, and we had Remy Martin coming back. We had delay. Like we had a squad, bro. So I'm like, this is my year. Like I gotta like I gotta turn up the city. You feel me? So I was just in a different mentality, and then Hurley just kind of like I said, gave me the keys. He gave me so much freedom to hoop that. It made me just want to, like, get better. Like, I kind of lost my love for Hoop a little bit at San Diego State, believe it or not. Like, uh, the way I was being played and just the politics and all the stuff that was going on, like, it made me just, like, kind of, like, put Hoop on the back burner. Like, man, bro, like, I'm going to make it to practice. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to do that. But after practice, I'm not going back to the gym. I'm not putting in no extra work. Like, I wasn't doing none of that, bro. Like, I was like, man, I'm depressed. I'm drinking, smoking. I'm doing whatever, like. So then, you feel me, get to ASU, and it was just like a breath of fresh air, like a whole clean slate. You feel me? Like I got an opportunity to prove myself to a whole new staff, whole new college, and it just shifted my mindset, bro, and I think – uh, I I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. Like I had a pretty good year. You feel me? Didn't get drafted. You were averaging
3: damn near a double double, right? What I'm yeah. saying, like I only triple
1: uh, second triple double in school, in school, history, school history. Yeah, yeah. Like, like bro, I did some shit, bro. Like hey, Pac-12 team, first team all Pac-12, yeah. first team all defense. Like you feel me? I was, I did my shit for sure. Led the Pac-12 in rebounds. Like I did my shit. But um, so yeah, that was just a shift in mentality. It was just like, bro, I'm, I, I know this is it. Like you know what I mean. So,
3: so you finish your. Last year at ASU, and then now you're preparing for the draft, right? Mm-hmm. So, you went to, were you in New York during the draft? Yeah. Okay. I took all my boys. We pulled up
1: five deep. <laughs> <laughs> I made my <laughs> ASU. Darvin's over there, like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm flying to New York. We, we all flying to New York. I bought us all five flights, bro. We had, bro, they bought us a hotel,
3: bro. It was. Deep.
1: But yeah, go ahead. So, question,
3: question. we, um, Know the result. First off, were you expecting to get drafted? Uh, I knew I had a chance. I had I did like
1: eighteen draft workouts, bro. Or some crazy shit, like damn. And I had some good workouts, bro. Like I went can, at some you Can know? you
2: explain some of those workouts, man? Like behind the scenes for those who don't know, bro. Because <laughs> I heard that shit brutal.
1: Oh my god, this shit is a grind, bro. And like the workouts itself is tough. You feel me? Like you gotta. You probably, they pick you up from a hotel, let's say, probably 8 a.m. So that means you got to be up 7, you get your shower, get your blah, 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 have some type of breakfast. You're doing all kind of testing, bro. they doing every joint, every, they going to find out where your deficiencies at. Like, you can everything. So <laughs> you probably got an hour just testing. Uh, then you got, like, the actual pre-draft shit, the uh, run into the lights and your uh, three-quarter court sprint, vertical jump, max vert, all that type of stuff. You feel me? And then after that, like, you got probably some shooting. Then you get to, like, actual basketball aspect of it. Like, shooting, one-on-ones, you feel me? Closeout drill, like, all kind of shit, whatever. The workouts itself, I, th- I think it was probably, like, two workouts. That Miami Heat workout was the hardest workout I did by far. Like, damn. that was the first time I was actually like, damn, bro, I might, like, I might check out of this one. Like, I might actually, like, have to sit down for a minute, for real. like. What was different about it? Bro, first of all, we only had – they had me playing big, so we only had two bigs with, like, six guards. So we was doing, like, full court pick and roll stuff, but, like, the bigs, it it was just me and the other bigs, so Mm – like, say we'll run down, so we'll have to, like, run down, set the screen for the guard, roll, they'll hit you in the pocket, dunk, and then they'll throw they'll throw it, like, yeah. to half court. You got to sprint, get the ball, finish on the coach.
3: The guards were getting that. more of a break, huh? Yeah, so yeah. the
1: guards was – it was six of them. So, like, they go, you feel me, throw a pocket pass, hit a corner three and just chill until, like, the bigs, we like, okay, boom. Run. By the time he throw that, I know I'm about to go on the next one. So – and it's like, bro, you you this like, Pat Riley sitting courtside, you feel me, like – so, you like, bro, I know I can't be no bitch right now. Like, I got to, like,
3: yeah. you feel me, bro? No, like, I'm to die on this
1: court. Yeah, bro, had to. I forget who it was, bro. It was, uh, I forget who it was, bro. But we looking at each other like, bro, like, hold on. Like, you going to say something first or me, like, you feel me, bro? <laughs> and then the Boston workout, like, theirs is hard because, like, after you do all that tests and shit, they make you do this, like, like, sprint drill. Like, it's basically you sprint for, like, three minutes straight to see how many you can get full court. So the record was like, like the guards had to get this, bigs had to get this, blah, blah blah. So it was like that's what made that workout tough. But the really the toughest part was just like, like bro, my last week I had fucking four workouts in six days, or like five Shoot. workouts in seven days, all in different cities. So like, yeah. you feel me? You finish this workout, you get your just ice Traveling alone is exhausting. You going straight to the airport. I mean, you, feel me? you yes. get to the, you get to the next city, they get you some dinner, blah blah blah. The next morning, you right back up. A new team, new. And it's mentally draining, too, bro, because you got to put on this, like, I didn't perfect realize persona. How like, interview. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, 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 you doing the interviews? Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't even mention that part. Like, you got to interview with the club, too. Like, just like this. Like, it's you and all they front office, bro. They asking you questions about college. Oh, I heard you felt a drug test. Heard you, like, all that, bro. Like, what, like your mom, like, what happened? Like, coming up, how are you? All them type of questions, so... So the NBA like the feds, bro. Oh, for sure. For they going, bro, if they finna give you millions of dollars, they going to know everything. Yeah. They know had like they,
3: both. uh did they, any key questions that stuck out that you're like, how the fuck did they know this? Uh, this. uh I year? remember the
1: the drug test one, for sure, because I thought ASU was going to hold it down for me. Like, for real. <laughs> like, you feel me? But, like, when I had got to ASU, like, I was already like, you feel me, Chief, and blah, blah, blah. So, like, one of, like, the first months, bro, I got drug tested. I bro. I was in a drug program. Like I was getting tested every week, like two, like two three times a month. Like, so you feel me? I, but it was like out of sight, out of mind. Like I had damn near forgot about it at the time. You get in these interviews; they asking you like basketball stuff. You feel me? You got your your persona on, and they ask you something like, like, out of uh, in one month, like how many drinks do you think you had? Like, like how often do you drink alcohol? All the time, you feel me? And it's just like. Sheesh, do I answer bro, like, honestly? Like, damn, like, <laughs> yeah, do I keep in a stack? Like, damn, bro, I've been drinking every weekend. Like, we was outside, like, but yeah, bro, it was just like, yeah, it kind of,
3: yeah. I learned something new. I didn't realize how extensive those oh, no, uh, bro, workouts it's are.
1: Real, no, like, it's real, bro. So,
3: so I know, um, because Tay and Q played basketball more, I was more into football. So, like, some of the homies that if they knew they weren't going, like, first or third round, they weren't traveling in New York or wherever the draft's being held at. So for you to travel, you thought you were going to... Not necessarily. I knew
1: it was a chance, bro. Like, I knew it was a chance. I knew I had some good workouts. Some teams was really considering me, really fucking with me. Like, I interview well and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I might be able to sneak into the second round. What really took my whole confidence was one, I'm at the draft with Lou. Lou was like, projected first he was a five star coming in like he was projected Damn. first round all kind and ended up going undrafted one it's like, oh, like pick 40 bro and bobo still sitting in the green room Damn. so i'm like yeah bro it's bad for me like ain't no way if bobo still ain't went yet ain't no way i'm getting drafted like jeez. so but to me like i was i was on some happy to be there shit like bro coming from where i come from mm. To the NBA draft, like yeah. bro, I'm in this. I got a suit on. I'm, <laughs> we bro, I'm suited and booted. I got some Stacy Adams. Bro, what, like you couldn't tell me nothing, bro? You like, gotta pull up that pic too, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. I had, but I had my little brother who got killed, and one his picture was in one R-P. sleeve, and then R-P. my R-P. cousin R-P. and my friend R-P. that got killed in the other sleeve. Like, um, bro, I was fresh. All my boys here. We've been out. Like, it was just a great experience. But
3: and was at the same time when uh, you were at Rock Nation. Yeah. Yeah. So, walk give us a little glimpse of what that was like. Uh, At that point, were you like, I'm gonna figure out being, uh, getting signed undrafted later or and just enjoy the moment right now? Or like, So, what?
1: it was like the draft went on. I watched every pick. Like, mind you, what's, I, and this is what I feel like separates me from a lot of people, like my character. Like, I'm cheering for niggas, like genuinely. Like, Terrence Mann was behind me. He got drafted. Like, the homie Bug, he got drafted late. Jalen McDaniels, he got drafted late, second round. Like, Every time somebody I know or somebody I worked out with get drafted, I'm standing up like, hell yeah, like, you feel me? So after that, the last pick go. Me and my agent walk up to the top. We walk out the arena or whatever. His phone instantly ring. OKC called. Like, hey, man, uh, we we seen Z went undrafted, blah, blah, blah. We've had our eye on him. We want to offer him a two-way contract. Shit moving so fast right now. I'm like, two-way, like, OK, let me tell him we'll call him right back, blah, blah, blah. Hangs up the phone. Bro, they call. I swear to God, they call back probably like, 20 seconds later, bro. Like, hey, no longer, uh, two way no longer there. Oh my god. What's crazy is Lou actually took that two-way. Oh, <laughs> shit. You feel so me? you so gave like, your boy an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm like, Dang. so when that happened, I'm like, okay. Then the Pelicans called. They like, hey, we offer. I'm like, hey, yo, so <laughs> yeah. Sign that bitch right now. Like, when do I sign like, <laughs> I'm I, like, got, like I gotta <laughs> ask you? I'm like, bro, I'm trying to sign that bitch on the phone. I'm like, so wait, bro, hold no, on. Like, I'm oh not missing. God. No more opportunities.
3: With so, the Pelicans. So, you didn't even have a chance to think, oh, Zion was just first draft pick. I'm going to be playing alongside. You're like, no, I, I already missed out the first one. You were like, I got to just take wherever none I can. fuck about
1: none of that, bro. The first, it could have been a Detroit. It could have been anybody who called, bro. On God, like, as soon as that phone, I'm like, bro, sign. Like, yes. like. And I had a good-ass workout with the Pelicans. So, I knew they was fucking with me too, but.
3: Did you uh, have time to reflect later on and be like, hey, I'm playing with the number one overall pick? I mean, pick.
1: yeah. Like, it, it definitely hit because. Yeah, like, fuck. Like, really, when that shit hit? At Summer Zion. League. Yeah, and we'll yeah, get to yeah. that, and whatever. It, yeah. So after, you feel me, I sign with the Pels. You feel me? I call my boys. I'm like, yeah, bro, we going to New Orleans, blah, blah, blah. I get the hat. Like, I do my own little draft shit. Like, with the hat <laughs> on. Yeah. Like, I feel love me? it. I go to the club. We in there. Like, bro, it was cool, bro. So, uh, man, that's. I mean, it, it's crazy how fast it happens after. Like, you go and draft it. Like, you pretty much signed by – Ten minutes after the draft, over some people even earlier. What well, people sleep on like you mentioned,
0: Bo Bow sitting there.
1: Yeah, So people, I, bro, I didn't take no offense, bro.
0: And the thing, first of all, I love that you were cheering on people that you had any connection with, because there's a lot of people who, in that case, would be like, "Man, he got it." I'm, but you know hurt. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hurt trying mm-hmm. to hold people down. Like, yeah, well, I want no. you successful, just not more than me. Exactly. So, first right. of all, that shows to who you are. Mm-hmm. Second of all. Bo bro, 70 like you know, when got all this hype right now, mm-hmm. which is crazy, uh, he might be good. You oh, know, I think is. I think he'll I mean his long term career, obviously he's gotta have crazy skills he and has, now he has potential. hundred percent. He has he's all nice, the skill bro. in the world. Yeah. Well, that's an play, bro. But, that's he some is. shit we the, ain't see. He's a unicorn. But look at Bobo, Bobo too, because I'm watching a, his film, I'm like, bro, he had his best year in Orlando. <laughs> He's coming up court, spin move, step through dunk, step pull back, back threes, and I'm like, yeah. bro, it's seven two. Hey, we had me and Q
2: had this combo. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this, and I actually uh, I, I talked to Tyrese Maxey about this as well because I asked him about uh, the kid as well. But do you think if Bobo was coming from the same situation as far as like if he was like playing in that country, and we never seen him like, do you think he would get that same type of height? Yes and no.
1: I mean, Bobo had his hype, bro. Like He was yeah. he was good. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew who he was. Like, who is this kid? He's Manubo's son. Like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. But they're just two different players, bro. Yeah. Like, they very similar in terms of, like, unicorns. We ain't never seen it, but they're two different players. Like, and Wimbledon is, like, seven five. Like, <laughs> that boy's bro, true. he's towering over Rudy Gobert. Like, well, I yes. saw that. Come on, bro. That was that wild. wild bro. That was okay. wild. Like, right, bro, when I was on the Jazz, bro, I literally got a picture of Rudy Gobert. He's like, I'm probably to, like, so to think, this dude is like three inches, four inches taller than that, and he's handling the ball. Shoot, like,
3: yeah, it's crazy. He's gonna be a problem, bro.
1: He's a unicorn. I think sure. his
3: only downfall is people comparing him like the hype that that's LeBron was that's coming uh, out because I, I personally don't think he's gonna be on that you can't type compare of level. Nobody but, to LeBron James, yeah. right?
1: Respectfully, like, right? Come on, like, what are we talking about? He was the <laughs> best player in the world in, as a freshman. like, yeah. like Come on, bro! Like you can't compare. Yeah, There'll never them. be another LeBron, man. But
0: I, I, I think yeah, the just, word was he's the greatest prospect since. That's a nice yeah. way to say yeah. he has that all that potential. So would you? Say, let me ask you something then. If you got Wembenyama here, you Ooh. got Bobo, and and, yeah. and, and yeah, 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 Porzingis. Bro. When you just look at all of them and their tools, would you say that they're way different? Like, rate them here. Give me a little breakdown. How are they different? Where's the potential? That's question.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously they all completely different players. Of um, I think Chris Taps is more of like the he don't really handle it as much. Um he he shoots obviously, you feel me, but Chris Taps is shorter than both of them if I'm not mistaken. Bobo is like I play I actually played with Bobo uh Denver uh, summer league. I was like my sophomore year or yeah, whatever. But we was on the same team Denver Bobo is, like, extremely talented, and I don't even want to – I don't talk down on nobody, blah, blah, blah. But the knock on Bobo is what everybody says is, like, they question his passion for the game. Mm. They question, like, does he really love what he does? Does mm. he really get in the gym and grind it out, blah, But you blah, can blah. say that
3: about a lot of players.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's all speculation. Like, no, yeah. I don't think these people really know what they're talking about, but they assume it because of his ups and downs and whatever. Now, Victor, he's young. You feel me? And from what I see, it seems like he got good people around him, and he got a good head on his shoulders. Like he looks like a kid who actually genuinely enjoys what he does. Like wants to work, wants to get better, and he got fucking every tool you could possibly have on the basketball court. So
0: and he's in San Diego, uh, San Antonio. Excuse me. uh, As a rookie, he's gonna be under Greg Popovich, and he can call up Timmy. Like, yo, are you back? Timmy actually on the
2: coaching staff. That's what I'm saying. So imagine
1: he's He's gonna get get. He's going to get very, like, like the Spurs organization is very, like, you feel me, straight to the point. Like, you feel me, like, we develop guys. We really want guys to get better. We're going to work with you, and they're in a the rebuild. So, it's just a lot of – it's the situations is just different. Like
2: I thought it was funny because, like, uh, when Bayana, his first game, like, he didn't, like, have a great game. But that was, like, obviously he was traveling, had, like, a lot of interviews and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I ain't going to be a bust. The next game, he dropped, like, what, 20 and like – he and looked
1: amazing. Went crazy, oh bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like. He science. was throwing dimes. Enough, I'm like. Yeah. Bro, I think I was watching the game with Davis. I'm like. Yo, he's nice. Like, he actually, like, regardless if they. Like, anybody who really, like, knows the game of basketball, bro. Like, you see flashes. Like, you see mm. certain moves. And you just, like. Mm. I you ain't gonna lie yeah, exactly. He yeah. got that shit like, for I'm real. gonna be
3: real with y'all I'm gonna hate on the Spurs Just because my wife Is a Spurs fan And her family is So I just gotta put that out there But his game is gonna be nice I really think that I just Like I said I like how you put it He's the best prospect Since LeBron James But a lot of the fans They're gonna be like Oh, no, nah, he's not LeBron. Obviously, he's not, but... He's you know, exciting to watch, though. Yeah. Definitely excited. He's going to sell tickets to for sure. Yeah. On, and he's, he, there's no better he's system that pick. he could have been under, like y'all were saying. He's the number one pick for a reason. Yeah. Bro.
2: All right, we got to get into the Pelicans. All right, so... Okay, we signed his contract with the Pelicans. You got Zion. I think J.J. Riddick was on that squad, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you got, like, vets on that team, man, like... It, like, what was some crazy moments, like, playing for that squad? Like, practice, games? Like, what was some stuff like, damn, like, are we mean, here?
1: Shit, the first experience I had was just summer league, bro. Like, I don't know if y'all familiar with, like, when you're the number one pick, like, everybody and they mama want to come see the number that one pick. That sold so, yeah. out, bro. Our <laughs> first game was Pelicans versus Knicks, Zion versus R.J. Barry. Yep. Oh, have that. man,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> bro, when I tell you... <laughs> When I tell you, we walked out of that tunnel. Oh, you play 2K. Yeah. you walk out, We walked out of that tunnel at Thomas and Mac, bro. I looked around. There was not a seat anywhere. I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather on the court side. Um, bro, it was like every star, LeBron, every star you could think of in here, bro. And I'm just looking around like, wow, bro. Like, this is really my life now. Like,
2: like we here. Man, I'm, yeah. here. Like, We're I'm here. Like,
1: I'm here, bro. Like, I don't know if y'all remember that viral play where... Uh, I forget. I think I know what you're who, talking was about yeah, well, who was that. Yeah, where he snatched. I forget it who got. Was it me? Yeah, Kevin Knox yeah, got right. the rebound. So I'm on the court at the time. Kevin Knox get the rebound. I turn. I'm running back on D. All I hear is like, oh. So I turn back around. I just see Zion like snatch the ball, take a power dribble, just dumb. Like crowd going stupid. I'm like, yo, like. You can't hear shit after that. And then was craziest, bro. It was an earthquake during my game. I don't know if remember that. Uh, Look it up. Look it up, bro. I'm on the court. Bro, I'm on the court, literally. We playing. You feel me? Mind you, this at the time where, like, it was, like, the school, like, it was, like, some uh, shootings and shit that had taken place. So, in big arenas and big situations, you already kind of on 10 about that a little bit. So, we playing. All I hear is, like, screaming, but, like, it wasn't, like, the good kind of screaming. Like, it was, like, the, like, something going on. Like, something happening. So, my first thought is somebody in this motherfucker with a gun. Like I'm looking hey, up, like, my god, bro! People sprinting up the stairs. Like I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? I look up, the uh, uh, the jumbotron thing is like swaying oh, back and forth, oh, like, and I'm right oh. under it. So like, I went viral because like I was like, look, sprinting, like ducked off, bro. Cancelled our game, like. So this is my first NBA experience, mind you. Like Jeez. I'm like, yo, what the fuck just happened, like. So they ended up canceling the game. But, yeah, that uh, summer league experience was crazy. And then on top of that, just training camp, like, you know what I mean? You go from, like, watching these guys your whole life, like, you feel me? I remember when B.I. came in the league, like, Zoe, Lonzo Ball, like, all these dudes, bro. Now, like, I'm in the locker room. Like, I'm walking in, putting my stuff down, bro. I'm next to Josh Hart, all these, like, it's just like, damn, like, we here, bro. Like, we practicing, training, working out. They eating, sleep. They doing the same <laughs> shit I'm doing, bro. Like, so just to watch those guys work though, and like see how you know what I mean how professional they was, like how they move. Like JJ Redick was somebody I like really used to spend real time watching because we like growing up, we all under the impression that like you got to shoot a thousand shots a day, two thousand shots a day to be great. Like, and I watched JJ like he getting in thirty minutes, forty five minutes, like. He probably getting up 150 shots or whatever. Gone. Back to his family, blah, blah, blah. And it's one of the best shooters we've ever seen. So I'm like, what really is it then? And it's like how they work, though. Like, them 150 shots is going to be game speed, shots I'm going to get this game. Like, he not doing no wasted movement. It ain't no just in there shooting bullshit. Like, so, I don't know. I just learned so much under that, bro. Then, like, the private jets, like... Bro, you pulling up. Every city we pulling up to, bro, it don't matter what time we pull up, we get to the hotel, there's going to be hundreds of fans outside screaming Zion. Bro, I remember we pulled up to Detroit. Like We had, like, played a game and it flew out that night and landed in Detroit probably, like, 1 a.m. or something. It's cold, snowing. Bro, fans outside. Zion, like, I'm like, bro, (laughs) you're really dedicated. They know every hotel you stay at. Like, every team stay crazy. (laughs) Yeah, every team stay at the same hotel, so – even that, bro. It was just like, damn. Like, I'm really here, bro. Like, doing your 2K face scan. And, you feel <laughs> me? Like, oh my god, hey, yeah. this is lit. So, so yeah,
3: before we wrap up, the uh, I want to hear the Rock Nation, the glimpse of the Rock Nation. Then we gonna put oh, you through a two minute one, drill. One
2: more with the uh, the because he's just signed with the Australia. We gotta tap into that oh, yeah, one. Yeah, we okay, yeah, oh, yeah. bet.
3: And then we'll finish off with the two minute bet, drill. Bet,
1: bet. Yeah. But who? You had a question?
3: The Rock Nation. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: what about it like
3: i want to know what the experience was like how oh, that even how came he about was yeah about like he was,
1: yeah i mean so just i mean signing the rock nation in general was crazy but i remember the first time i pulled up to rock nation office in new york mind you it's because like, it
3: was during draft uh yeah. weekend right yeah. yeah
1: so mind you like it's not like no big ass like rock nation sign like like if you were just walking down the street, you wouldn't even know that's Rock Nation office. Like it's tucked off. Like, you feel me? You know how New York is. It's like yeah. just buildings all over. So we pull up, you feel me, walk in. It's a big ass Rock Nation sign. I'm like, okay, you feel me? Walk through, they shine, shine credentials, whatever. You go up the uh, elevator. It's like, <laughs> it's like offices. Everybody got their own office. You feel me? I go to Juan office. Juan is like Jay-Z Ray right hand man pull up, like, he just, like, welcome you, like, you feel me? It's like, bro, what the fuck? You see gold bottles everywhere, like, you see, like, the plaques, like, all just, all the stuff Rock Nation accomplished. They got studio, they got, like, all kind of shit in there, whatever. They got, like, a rooftop to where, like, you could go off and, it's just, bro, the whole experience is just crazy, but, um, the, the Did they allow big. you to bring all the homies in with you too yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we was all in there, bro. They handing us, each of us, like, here, bottle <laughs> of like. So we in that bitch, like, like, <laughs> what, like, we lit, like. So, but, the experience that really hit me with Rock Nation, bro, it was this Rock Nation event they hosted in New York. Bro, it was at Jay-Z Club 4040. Like, you had to be literally somebody that, like, we in here with stars, bro, basically. Like, I'm talking about Meek, Kalen, Kalen too for real, Lil Uzi, bro. Anybody you could name that signed the Rock Nation was there, bro. Rudy you went Gage, to San Diego say with Kalen too for real too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like <laughs> crazy, crazy that we linked up that way or whatever. So like I'm just in here, bro. I'm dapping people up. Meek, like, Uzi, like, bro, one of the coolest people ever, bro. Like Uzi come up, like, I'm telling him, like, yeah, bro, I'm from A Z. He like, oh, like I'm trying to like get my brand out there. Like I guess he was doing some shit with some like clothing shit. He like, take my number down, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm about when I come out there, like, I want you to like push my brand. I'm like, You feel me? I'm like, yeah, what the, the fuck is going on? So on top of that, it was like a like it was like the whole event. And then it was like a private room where like you had to like somebody had to come get you basically to get in there or whatever. So I get in there, you feel me? I'm in there, I'm trying to act normal. Like I'm trying to just you feel me? It's Davies, fabulous. Everybody in here. Like, you feel me? Just sitting there like uh Des Bryant, like I'm in here just trying to act normal, you feel me? Like, okay, I've been here before, like, type shit. Bro, I'm standing there, you feel me? I'm facing this way. Like, you know, like, when you feel, like, a presence in a room, like, you don't necessarily know if it's somebody, like, but, like, I felt like a presence. Mind you, it's people all around me, but, like, it was, like, a different presence that, like, you feel me? I kind of, like, turned around, bro, and Jay-Z was walking past me. I'm, like... I wanted to be like, yo, Jay, like, you feel me, But I'm like, nah, I ain't finna be on that fanboy shit. Yeah, like, I'll meet him eventually. I ain't finna be on no fanboy shit. But, like, it's just crazy because I heard stories about, like, Michael Jordan. Like, people were saying, like, when, like, he walks in a room, like, it's almost like he, like, levitating or some shit. Mm. I'm like, bro, y'all dick eating. Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) Like, what? Like, come on, bro. And then it happened. I'm like, yo, like. No homo, like I really felt Jay-Z before I seen him. Like, tell him, I'm like yo, like, what is going on? He so, said, Who man. is that? What is it? Yeah, I'm like, oh what my the? Oh, man. So bro, yeah, bro. This journey just been blessed, bro, like all around, man. Even the Simon Rock Nation, like, just blessings on blessings. So would you sure.
2: say Jay-Z was the, the moment you became starstruck? <sighs>
1: uh, Drake. You met Drake? Drake, yeah. I met Drake in L.A. At, uh, okay, we gotta um, hear this one. Uh, so yeah. Met Drake, bro. Like, actually, like he came in our section, like, cause we it was like three of us. Like, mind you, it's all stars in future. Everybody in here. So Drake like walked past our section, but like everybody else section packed with females and stuff. But it's just me, my boy that played for the Hornets at the time, and when our other friends, it's just only three of us. But we got our whole section, no females, no nothing. So he kind of walk up and, like, looking in our section, like, who is these, like, you feel me? Like, why is these niggas? Like, no. So I'm, like, trying not to look, but I'm, like, bro, like, Drake, like, So a mutual friend, this girl we knew, whatever, she knew Drake, so she walk up, give him a hug, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, come meet my friends, blah, blah, blah. He come in, he recognized the homie, because he played against the Raptors, whatever. So he dapped the homie up, like, yo, like, what's up? Like, Like, you feel me? I recognize you, blah, blah, blah. Dap the other homie. It's my turn to get dapped. So I'm like, you know, like, you sitting there. (laughs) there. Make sure my head ain't sweaty. Yeah, I'm trying to be normal, like, waiting on my dap turn. Like, you feel me? And he turned to me. Like, I dapped him, and I tried to, like, you feel me? Like, what up? Like, he kind of like, oh, like, what's up, bro? Like, you feel me? But I was still like, bro, like, (laughs) this is Drake. Like, what the fuck? Like, Drake talking to the homie, like, yeah, bro. Like, you feel me? Link up. Like, I'm out here with Pluto. We just working on shit, blah, blah blah. So, yeah, that was that was probably the one time I was actually a little bit starstruck. But that's I try funny. not to be though.
3: That's funny. That's, that's dope. dope. Nah, that's dope. That is dope. It nah, was dope for sure. You want to do the two minute drill? Yeah, off. go
2: ahead. You start it off. All right.
0: So this is a drill. Who came with this? He... Anyway, two minute drill. Oh, shit. We're gonna ask you questions. Fire. You just gotta answer. One word answers. One way to yeah. Well, not one. Dude. No, man, I man. guess whatever it's the- whatever This right, is quickest ball oh, okay. game. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: got you. I got you. Man, I feel too many. All right. I'm under
3: pressure yeah, in man. man. All right. you, you know a, what the last
0: two minutes feels like with that a, shot clock I and he you right. knows. I got, I got All right. Ready? Stuff. Q, you going to start us off? All right. Start. What was the first big thing you purchased once you got your NBA check?
1: Uh, My chain and my Cartier watch. Drop 50. Okay. Take. Chicken or pasta? Pasta.
3: Favorite rapper?
0: Future. Hands Ooh, down. Favorite teammate? Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Skip, <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Skip. Darvin's like, I'm like,
3: scared. Scared. like
1: scared. hey. Man, <laughs> <laughs> Sca- Oh, Darvin's, bro. Go ahead. Darvin's. All right. Tell um,
2: Favorite dunk moment?
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe Oregon.
3: Mm. versus Oregon. I might say Oregon. All right favorite nba team you've ever played for miami heat
0: Ooh. all right what was your welcome to the league moment where something happened that made you feel like man i'm here
1: uh, in a bad
0: way like somewhere you kind of felt embarrassed about
1: uh f- um i think i was like what was i late to i think i was late to some oh no uh rookie year when they made us sing bro at this we had this oh. event Bro, they made us sing like like the night before. They text us like, "Yo, all rooks, like they, we sending y'all y'all songs." But we had to perform in front of the crowd. Like, oh. I had that Lizzo song. Like, I just had a DNA test. Turn <laughs> anyway, yeah, that shit was embarrassing. <laughs> I was sick, and I bombed it. I was sick, bro. <laughs>
0: we got to pull that up, <laughs>
2: please don't. Cra- craziest NBA practice you ever experienced?
1: It was a workout in a bubble. Um It was like. Uh, like Zion, like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like them. And then it was like me, Sendarius, Jalil Okafor. And it was in front of all the GM. Like, it was like one of them, because they wasn't playing much. So we all. Pressure. And we mm. was busting they at, like, bro, we was going at these dudes bad, like talking shit, like. To the point where, like, damn. But anyway, no, to, no, no, like, like, <laughs> like, to the point where, like, I think it's like. Y'all paying these niggas 100 million, 50 million, these
0: niggas suck. Like, Ooh. it was like that bad, bro. Sweet. That bad. Like, it was <laughs> Damn. out there, so that shit was lit. I ain't gonna uh, lie. You bro. know what's crazy? We we got into so much great stuff, and I feel like we were just starting talking about the league. Yeah. That's so what's we, we got to have you
1: back. Part two.
2: For yeah, a
0: part we definitely got to do it for, for sure.
1: Because sure. we covered like high school, like yeah. grade school, yeah. yeah.
0: Some of the stuff that people might not get to yeah. hear uh, about you or from you, we wanted to really get that out there. But we all appreciate you coming down, man. Yeah, 100%. And
2: and one last thing, man, you know, because you just signed a new contract with uh, New Zealand, man, congratulations on that. You know, know, what can uh, we expect going into this year, man? Because I know it's going to be your first time. Well, your second time going across the waters.
1: Yeah, shit. Uh, I mean, I got a coach in a situation that I feel like they on the same page in terms of how I play, how I expect to play. Um, Got a, a league that's growing in the NBL. Uh, they got a lot of draft prospects and the NBA's been getting us a lot of attention. Uh, we actually got a preseason game versus the Portland mm-hmm. Trailblazers. Yeah. Like we're getting a lot of NBA attention. But I think this is gonna be uh my best year yet. It's gonna be the first time I'm mm-hmm. actually like playing my real position, yeah. you know what I mean, with mm-hmm. another big and all that type of stuff. So I'm trying to fuck shit up.
0: What did you say your real yeah, uh, position is? Like four. four? Like Straight I'm more four? of like
1: a four wing type situation. People yeah. be playing me at center, which I still dominate. I'm a hoop, but
3: Oh yeah, it is yeah. well Z, like Q uh, said, we appreciate you, man. We Absolutely. pray for a healthy season and that Definitely. you just go the fuck off, bro. 100. hundred, one hundred, one hundred. We're gonna stay connected, and then you know, Tay always know. ends it off with the oh, last Oh man, question. yeah,
2: yeah. So man, well first and foremost, shout out to my boy Darvis, man. Shit. Came through in the clutch. Shout out Shit. to Aussie, man, because I reached out to both of those boys, man. I've been trying to get you on for a while, so shout oh. out to those guys. Um, we always ask this question, man. Who do you think would be a great fit for the podcast guest? It could be anyone, entrepreneur, close friend, man. So, you know, our question to you is, who do you think would be a good person to bring on?
1: Shit nervous. He like, got perspective, like a perspective of stuff that like, it's easy from a, a top video or like, you feel me? Somebody who signed and doing this, but it's yeah. another story from like, Somebody who you feel me on the other
0: end, like that gets to see it like through a lens, yeah. Know? Say, we're gonna set it up absolutely. We it up. Before we head out, look at this. I knocked this can out so quickly. Oh, he's gonna be juiced, yeah. I'm juiced, man. Go get yourself some of this, man. Woo, 100%. 100%. Cheers, Stop next playing. time,
1: Start playing with him, huh?